0: Welcome everyone to the John Top of It Show. I am your host, John Meisberg, and today in the studio we have Sarah Mormon, who is a competitive power lifter and bodybuilder, and also a fitness and nutrition coach here in Seattle. Sarah, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see you again.
0: Yeah. Um I actually met Sarah at a music festival, and that's the first time I met her. And she was she had a dog totem. It said, "I miss my dog," and it had a big picture of her dog, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> and
0: I think I had a dog totem as well. You did, yeah, a corgi. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I feel like this is a friend," because she had a dog totem. So, and that's how we met. And then I found out that she has this crazy history with, um. With fitness and nutrition, I was like, oh, I got to have you on the show. I got to talk to you about this. So um, before we begin, I wanted to try something real quick. So get out of here. What I wanted to try is there is this game that I just got. I feel like it's kind of appropriate. It's called Ring Fit Adventure. Let's see if I can get it to come on. Here we go. <laughs> it's coming. There it is. Okay, so this game's called Ring Fit Adventure. It's an exercise video game, and I thought that what we could do is, um, let's see, uh, yeah.
1: This is where we find out I'm a total fraud. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, no, so th- this is a, an exercise game and I am going to get into it, um, let's see. Here we go. We're going to challenge Sarah to see what she's capable of.
1: Oh gosh, the pressure. Is oh,
0: you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is called a ring con, and it has something inside of it called a strain sensor. And uh, let me hide this. Um, the way it works, I guess, is like if you pr- if you apply resistance to it, it kind of like gets tiring to use over time. Like you can press it in, pull it. Like go ahead and try that. Try to push that in. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> got it. I Kay. think.
0: Okay. So normally you would put this around your leg, but we're not going to have you do any running. Okay. Sounds <laughs> so good. So go ahead and press it together. Yep. Cool. Okay. So then press it in and hold it to start. You got you to gotta press it in and hold it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you got to hold it down.
1: Okay.
0: And then press it in to uh, go up. Oh. Here, press it together. Yeah, no, you it's like driving a car, like you yep, and then hit it together, press it together for quick play. Yep. Okay. And then aim it down to go down. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so these are like different types of workouts that you can do and it's like competitive. There's like a ranking system that me and my friends kind of do. So I, I would recommend starting in the beginning, <laughs> start on the first one. Okay. So I was thinking like, you know, like throughout the interview, we can have you do a different one and just like <laughs> see how well you can do. And you have, you have the benefit, yeah. you actually have the benefit of wearing a mask because it does make you look a little silly because you're like, ah! but you can't see it because you got the mask on. So like you have that going for you. And plus, you know, there's, there's beer. She was nice enough, nice enough to bring us the beer. So. Um, I think this will be great. Yes. So, um, yeah, why don't you try this one? This is the pector- pectoralis, pectoralis major challenge. Major. How many times can you press it together Okay. in 20, 20 seconds? So, yeah, so go ahead and press it together. And you don't have to do it um, too, like too hard. There, there there, there. will be these two lines that show <laughs> up, and you only have to press it hard enough to make the ring fit. You'll see, the, for the ring con to get to the line. So press it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Do I have to put it over my head like this? No, Two? no, okay, so not here. for this one. Okay. See the lines. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you're gonna press it to where these touch the lines. You could just go like, like that. Oh God. Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so
1: ridiculous. I don't like this. She's
0: killing it. <laughs> but you might beat our record. Like it already looks like you're probably going to. <laughs> See so you, you got you come on let's see it <laughs> Oh 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 100 100 Oh nice. Oh my god <laughs> 105 rank A Oh my crap Oh so not the highest score but it's pretty good for your first try it's pretty good It's pretty good so go ahead and record it Okay <laughs> Sorry I know you didn't sign up for this when you oh came over here <laughs> So like now turn it like a car wheel keep okay. t- and just hold it to the right you can hold it yeah and there's you i put give you a little oh profile. my
1: gosh that's amazing there you're in I it
0: love it. so you can just set it here for I now awesome. and then we will uh we will uh cute i am going to set a timer on my phone and every <laughs> let's say every 10 minutes i'm gonna make you do one
1: i was not expecting <laughs> to get a workout today
0: Sorry. with
1: this <laughs> <laughs> you're right the mask is really nice to have for this
0: yeah it's just something fun to do okay <laughs> so uh ignoring that um You uh, have parents, you have parents that are into working out and that's putting it like subtly, like they're really into working out. Is that true? Like your, your mom is a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, So is your dad. Uh,
1: Yeah. So my dad did um, one bodybuilding show, Yeah. um, but he is mostly just like your stereotypical gym rat. And my mom was the competitor. My mom um, started weightlifting when she was 16. Uh, when her parents got her, her like first set of dumbbells and she would do some exercises at home. She just wanted to get stronger. And uh, she started, I think, powerlifting first, mm-hmm. where she met um, like an old, old-time powerlifter in a gym named Jeff Magruder. And he kind of saw her potential and took him under his wing and got her into powerlifting competitively. And then um, she did... Uh, her first like bodybuilding show in her early 20s and so her whole life though she was doing both sports Wow yeah and so, so, what age did she start again? So she started lifting when she was 16. I can't remember when her first powerlifting meet was, mm-hmm. but um, her first bodybuilding show was like in her early 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, how my parents met was in the uh, gym. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah.
0: Where did they have their first date?
1: <laughs> in a, in a Probably gym. like <laughs> a Emerald City smoothie or something. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: And when did you start? Uh lifting powerlifting. So,
1: I started lifting when I was 13. Okay. And I started competing when I was 14. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, something that I thought would be kind of fun to share is this uh video that I came across on your page. Um <laughs> Oh that, god. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's my mom and I. Uh,
0: well, I watched I thought this is awesome. You guys made the news. <laughs> so, um they did a, a story about how um, like about her experience and and your experience as power builders. Um, I really my I think my favorite part of this clip to be honest is the 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 skinny like news reporter guy who's like, Oh yeah, let me um <laughs> let me show you my guns with all the people who are actually like strong and yeah. he's just like ah!
1: he's trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, where is that? I gotta find that.
1: Yeah, I think that was when we were at a bodybuilding show uh-huh. um, and it was um, Northwest Magazine uh, or Evening Magazine and they had a guy there at the Emerald uh, Emerald Cup, which is a big nationally known yeah. uh, bodybuilding show.
0: So what's it like having her as a mom?
1: Oh, man, look at her. It's intimidating as heck, but it's also just inspiring. Like, yeah,
0: you she's know, a good role model. She's a
1: fantastic role model. Um,
0: oh, here's uh, the part. <laughs> here it is,
1: yep. Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: I feel like this guy is my uh, spirit animal.
1: He's awesome. <laughs> he's just, he's in it. He's hes owning it, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mom's, like, famous bicep, because she just has fantastic biceps. Uh-huh. But, um, No, yeah, she's she 's a fantastic role model. Um, I got into lifting because of her. I saw how much like lifting um, you know like gave her so much confidence and strength yeah. just as a person that um, i I wanted to grow up to be like her so that 's why I, I I asked, "Hey, what can I start you know going to the gym with y'all yeah. and um, My mom and dad were kind of my coaches in high school, and then I started coaching myself in college and yeah it was a it was a fun time but um you know my mom is just she is still so healthy and so lean how old is she now She's almost 60, so wow. she's, she's getting there. But, um, you know, clearly, like, you know, this isn't too long ago. She's she, like she's, she's crushing just, it. She's crushing it, and she looks fantastic. Like, I remember, um, like, 10 years ago, we would get mistaken as sisters because she looks so young. She looks so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly, like, lifting and moving your body and eating well is the fountain of youth.
0: So who can bench more?
1: Uh, I can bench <laughs> more. <laughs> um, I am, as you can tell... I I am a little bigger than my mom. My mom uh-huh. is um, about five foot one uh-huh. on a good day. <laughs> <Yeah>. And um, <laughs> good day. she usually like weighs around a hundred pounds. So mm. she's tiny. And so I'm like five, three, five, two and a half. Yeah. You know, every half inch counts. Yeah. <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> well, you know, like the, the typical story that I hear when it comes to like women and like wanting to like build up their confidence is like, oh, I'm gonna go to this like Taekwondo class that teaches me how to kick a guy in the balls. <laughs> it's like but this is like an interest this is like um taking it to a whole another level of like just becoming incredibly strong as a person. But like what would you say are like some ways that um her confidence was demonstrated in your life that was inspiring to you? Because of her her physical strength? Like how did that show up in her life or how has it shown up in your life? Um, I think just
1: just uh you know, the fact that like lifting and powerlifting and competing and bo- and powerlifting and bodybuilding, they're they're very like difficult and painful sports. Mm-hmm. Um this isn't something that like I don't know. Uh, it's not like a super casual sport. Like anyone can do powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent of people of uh, doing powerlifting if they want to do it and encouraging people to try it out. Um, but bodybuilding is definitely something that I don't encourage everyone to do. Um, why is that? There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of issues with eating disorder, oh. eating, eating disorders and body dysmorphia associated with bodybuilding. So I feel like,
0: So Um, powerlifting is more so about, like, how much can you lift, but bodybuilding is, like, being very strictly judged on your physique, which can become problematic in some ways.
1: Totally. Um, So, like... As you saw in that video clip, um, when we were in those, like, bikinis and Mm -hmm. we were tanned and stuff and done up, that's bodybuilding. But powerlifting is, like, the act of lifting as much weight as you can in one attempt, like, one single rep, according to, like, specific rules to, like, uh, make sure it's a clean rep. Mm -hmm. And um, so powerlifting, I feel like, is a little more forgiving Mm. and empowering. Whereas bodybuilding can be the total opposite where people you're, you're literally going on stage and having your body judged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, as you can imagine, that could be really problematic. Kind of nerve wracking. I mean, both can be nerve wracking if you have stage fright. um, Or if, uh, I mean, if you just kind of get nervous about having to like be under really heavy weight or, um, yeah, be in front of like a large crowd of people or just having anything judged can be hard. Yeah.
0: And is it that's does that show up in your life where like if you're constantly comparing yourself to the other contestants around you that maybe it's like kind of hard to like like turn that off once you walk off the stage as well in the rest of your life, or is it like something that you have to like rein in? Like the mentality of like you're you're going on stage to let people judge you, like voluntarily, but then it's like okay, but I don't want people to always judge. I don't yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that's a great question. So, I mean, uh, to kind of separate it out, like in terms of powerlifting, I am very much a person that, uh, if someone is giving me unsolicited, uh, unsolicited advice on how to perform a lift on, uh, my lifting form, um, what I should be doing with my program or whatever, I, I very quickly shut them down.
0: Yeah. I've seen you on social media. You're not <laughs> afraid to speak up. And I actually, I love yeah. that about you. That's great. I think it's awesome that, like, you don't, you know, don't take no shit.
1: Yeah. And I, I try to empower my clients to do the same thing. Whereas, you know, if they encounter people in their life that are saying, hey, you shouldn't lift like that, or you shouldn't lift that heavy, or you shouldn't do that exercise, um, The one of the cool things about powerlifting and lifting heavy weight is Mm -hmm. you have this sense of like, hey, I'm really strong, like I can do things that I didn't think I could do like before. It it gives you this sense of confidence and empowerment that leaks into other aspects of your life in terms of going for maybe a job promotion or standing up to a bully or like, you know, an online criticizer whatever, it it gives you a sense of like self-worth in a way that um, I think can be kind of difficult to cultivate as a woman, Mm. and especially so in an aspect like powerlifting and lifting weights.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I can't relate to that with weightlifting personally, because I don't have a lot of experience with weightlifting, but I can relate to that with running marathons, where it was something that I did not think that I could do, and then once I did it... I then would look at other aspects of my life and be like, oh well, you didn't think you could do that marathon. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I I totally I think that that's a great point that it can show up in other aspects of your life, uh confidence and um there's a lot of value in that. Tell me about tell me about this. You said that you broke a uh, a record when you were 14. <laughs> uh yeah
1: right. yeah so i broke my first uh uh well first i broke a state record and then i broke a world record in bench press at 14 years
0: old wow yeah so oh that means you have another ring fit challenge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um wait before we get to that but like yeah. t- to finish that thought like so when you say let's slow down a second world record like for your age for what does that mean
1: yeah so um it it kind of depends on the federation. Now there's a lot of different powerlifting federations, which is yeah. great because back then the sport wasn't as popular. Okay. But um the federation that I competed in back then when I was younger was the World Association of Bench Press and Deadlift. Okay. And so they had, you know, a big record log um that they would keep for all their lifters all over the world. And um the record that I broke was for my age class okay. and my weight class. Okay. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's a world record. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you need to
0: like you have like a trophy or a plaque or something yeah
1: they 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 sent out um certificates and i got them all framed and then um with every competition if you do well if you place you know top three or whatever um or if you win best overall lifter then you get different trophies
0: that's amazing yeah so um okay we're going back to this
1: (laughs) the ring fit all right
0: yes okay So now she's going to do... Let's see. What's the next one?
1: I'm going to finish this beer while we're at it. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, this is the opposite. This is the Latissimus Dorsey Challenge. How many times can you pull it so you have to pull outward this time? Okay. So it's just the opposite. Oh, gosh. All right. All
1: right. I'm going to get away from the chair a little bit. (laughs)
0: This will be fun to go back and watch.
1: (laughs) Okay, keep pulling.
0: Uh, You gotta press it to close the menu. Oh, okay. Yep, there you go.
1: I'm pulling pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't working. Oh shit. Okay.
0: So pull out, but only a little bit. Okay. I find this one to be a little bit harder.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is so (laughs) weird. I feel ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Perfect. I hope you're having fun, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, pretty good,
1: oh my God,
0: I think you're doing great for your first time <sighs> ninety step? okay, gotta go yep record it, yeah, all right, so I actually have a great story about this game, so <laughs> I have a friend please yeah sure. I have a friend that came but over what's <laughs> up well, so there's there's one match there's one type of game in here um <laughs> where there's no time limit it's just uh. This until like you have to hold it and then let go, and then hold it and then let go. And then, um, the lines they slowly move closer and closer in to where you have to hold it even uh tighter, and it really is exhausting. And there's no time limit, so it's you do reps until exhaustion, okay. And so, like, I did 100, and then my friend came over and he's like, Oh, yeah, and he did 200, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, and then I tried to do like 300, and then he he just got some stupid record on there, I can't beat now, and I just look at it in shame. uh but it's a that's a fun
1: competition though like it's something that's like healthy and i mean it promotes like i don't know just it's a fun it's a a non uh like it's like it's not something that's destructive it's a non-destructive way to like encourage like competition and the outcome is is health yeah, as long as good. you're not like, <laughs> yeah, as long as
0: you're not like hurting each other or something. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I thrive on competition. If somebody tells me I can't do something that's like the best way you can motivate me to try to do it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, let's see." Yeah. Like
1: awesome. the, yeah like
0: the other day, I think like my father-in-law was like, um, uh, you can't recreate a cookie recipe from like a friend of a friend and I'm like, I can go on all recipes and figure <laughs> this out. What are you talking about? I'm did gonna...
1: it? Did that cookie recipe work out? It, it.
0: I think it turned out pretty well, but okay. I He's not going to admit that it did. It's whatever. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about, let's talk about this. What are some things that newbies should know about the gym? That, uh, for viewers out there that are like, oh, you know, I I want to get more involved in working out. You're very inspiring, and you've motivated me to like want to you know as soon as like i can't go to a gym you know during covid like what are some things i should know maybe from your perspective that you would tell a friend like just starting out is there any things that come to mind
1: um things that come to mind are definitely like if you're totally totally new to lifting try to talk to the staff at the gym and just have them walk you through the equipment um they're It it can be overwhelming to see like the rows of different machines and like barbells and benches and dumbbells and setups.
0: I still feel that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It can be a lot to take in. And I think I realized
0: you're off the ground. It's hard to imagine a stronger mother daughter relationship. There, I got it. There we go.
1: That was so confusing.
0: (laughs) I was, it's like, oh. I was like, there's an your echo. mom is here <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. You're saying, um, that the, the weights can be overwhelming,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, when you walk into a gym and if you have no idea what everything like, where does, do I start? Yeah, exactly. So, highly recommend uh, talking to the gym like management or the trainers there and just saying, hey, can you just like Take me through, like, a quick overview of, like, what every machine is, what it does, Mm -hmm. and how to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, They should be able to do that for free. Um, I can't imagine that they would charge their members to be like, yeah, this is what the equipment we have
0: To at least point at them and say, this is what it's for. (laughs)
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, highly recommend doing that. Um, And then... I mean, if you can afford it, um, hiring someone to teach you proper form for all of the, like, I mean, ma- machines, uh, compound, like, free weight, barbell, and dumbbell exercises would be really helpful. Um, and then also utilizing that trainer to help, come like, compile a plan, like a workout plan or program for you. That way you are working towards your goals in the appropriate way that will actually progress you towards those goals. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, A concept that I came across online that I was not familiar with, uh, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, something that I guess a lot of people who are quote unquote resolutioners who tend to show up in January and quit by February that they're like, what's happening to me? Yeah. So do you have uh, any knowledge on this topic? Like what is... It's just basically a way to say, like, you're sore or... Yep,
1: yeah. Um, You're extra
0: sore because your muscles aren't used to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, so, for example, like, I have been, you know, lifting weights for a long time. (laughs) Long, long time. Uh, 16 years. And so, for me, I don't really get that sore anymore Mm -hmm. after my workouts unless, like, I tried a different exercise or I, like... Did um a, like I did like as many reps as possible as opposed to like three sets of ten. Like if I really like altered the way that I work out, I can experience DOMS. And what that means is um someone who maybe works out upper body one day, they won't feel sore until the next day, and that's what DOMS is. Mm
0: hmm. Um, what's it called? like? Um, is it like squats with the barbell over your head what's is the so squat?
1: uh the squat is the barbells on your traps yeah on your or on your upper back yes. and it's across your shoulders and you're holding the barbell and then you squat down yeah that you're wipes like,
0: that wipes me out yeah if the next day i'm so sore <laughs> it, yeah that kills me um so you don't get sore from that that's in, that's impressive
1: yeah i, I definitely experience <laughs> fatigue but like uh-huh. i don't get sore much anymore from my workouts
0: um what would you say are mistakes that you notice that people make besides the things that you've mentioned? Or is, um...
1: Yeah. One of the more more common mistakes I see people mis- uh, uh, carry out is uh, loading on too much weight too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really nail down their form before adding weight. Yeah. So they develop really poor movement patterns and habits. Um, that take a lot more time to then reverse um, when they're already, like, up in weight.
0: What do you think is behind that, the, the 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 desire to just, like, add as much as possible without caring about form? Is it just, like, a competitive thing with, like, I your friends? I think it's ego. like, I could lift... This much.
1: I think it's totally ego. Uh-huh. People sometimes, uh, can't put aside their ego. They just, I think especially in like today's society, we're, we're, in, we're into that instant gratification. So like, that's why a lot of people will opt for the like quick weight loss diets or like this product and that product. Um, And same with, like, strength training and, like, bodybuilding. They will load on too much weight without nailing down their form and um, understanding, like, how to do each lift properly and safely um, that they want to get strong now. So they'll just, like, load on the
0: weight. (laughs) Yeah. working with a personal trainer in the beginning would help you to nail down that form and then increase your weight in a safe manner or in a more effective manner too. Yep. Yeah. Both. Both. Um, another mistake that I've, uh, been thinking about is like people who are getting started out being, um, maybe intimidating, intimidated by other people that are there. And maybe that stops them from like wanting to even, go in the first place or continue to go like once they're starting out uh, and I was wondering you know have you ever like personally felt intimidated at the gym like I know like you have these parents that are uh, very much involved in the gym but like has has that kept you from feeling afraid or intimidated by being there or do you still have those moments and like what do you do if you do have those thoughts or feelings
1: it's um, a long question <laughs> So generally if I if I'm understanding you correctly do I ever feel intimidated and if so Like I feel
0: okay when I go to the gym sometimes I feel intimidated cuz I'm like look at these guys they're massive they can do so many reps they can lift so much weight and I'm just like I don't feel comfortable lifting it's just it's hard to like to just accept the fact that like there's always going to be like somebody else there just like killing it and doing a better job than you and you just have to like accept you just have to accept it it's ego like you said but yeah i don't know like some people they're just like really overweight and they're like they don't want people to make fun of them and they just feel like self-conscious
1: yeah so um kind of my advice for those who might feel intimidated about going into the gym is that um you're like you're probably worrying about it more so than people even know that you're there. Like yeah. I don't really, like when I go into the gym, I really don't notice who is there mm-hmm. unless I know the person personally, yeah. right? Like I'll go in and then I say hi to the people that I know and then I start my workout mm-hmm. and then I'm like in the zone and I'm doing my own thing. And that's what most people are doing as well. Yeah, Most people are too focused on themselves, their workouts to notice like anyone else. Yeah. And, um, but specifically for like people with like extra body fat or bigger bodies, um you are there to do work and like i personally am like silently in my brain like applauding them for being there and doing that because that is hard and what they are trying to do though is like make a step into taking control of like their health or whatever and i'm super supportive from afar because again like i really don't interact with people while i'm working out um But anyone who is shitty enough, sorry, can I cuss? Sure. (laughs) Anyone who is shitty enough. We're not sponsored by anyone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyone who is shitty enough to like ridicule or make fun of someone who is overweight at the gym, like it speaks more to that person than. About
0: who they are, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so
1: I, I just hope that like. Yes, there are meatheads there. Yes, there are people who are like super intense in the gym. I'm sometimes one of those people, I will admit it. I get really angry like when I'm like getting closer to my powerlifting meets, is like I have to like really tune in that aggression to like get the adrenaline rushing and to uh, get my strength up for a big lift. That like try not to be intimidated, try to just focus on yourself and do your own thing. Um, If it helps you to like, just like kind of make some friends in the gym, do that. And the way to do that is to ask for help. Hey, can I get a spot on this lift? Hey, um, can you check my form on this if you're comfortable or just like ask questions? I am. Like I always love it when people are like, "Hey, can I get a spot on the bench press?" Or like, "Hey, can you um, like, help me with this lift?" Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've always felt more comfortable being in the gym, at least with one other person that I know. If I know one other person who's also working out, then I feel like it. I don't know. There's something about that that brings me comfort. But yeah. I think there's. I actually think there's like two different ways that I see, um, see this issue is like. On one, I've heard people say like. You're, you're, um, being just being in the gym, you're beating the guy on the couch. Like, you're already, like, putting, you're already just putting yourself out there and trying to do it. You should pat yourself on the back for doing that. But then the other, um, argument is, uh, like, don't compare yourself to other people, compare yourself to Mm -hmm. yesterday's version of yourself. Yeah. I feel like I try to remember, um, that video game mario kart how you can race a ghost version of the last time you raced the level and it's like instead of trying to beat other racers i'm gonna try to beat my best time for myself yeah and i try to remember that in anything i do competitively now even though i slip up sometimes but i try to think okay um forget about what everyone else is doing what did i do and Mm -hmm. like try to remember that
1: yeah, but. no, that, that's a great way to think of it. Um, kind of, I, actually, this morning is a great example for me. Um, in that regard is, uh, you know, it's Saturday morning and it was raining cats and dogs this morning. Mm-hmm. And I had set my alarm the night before at like 530 to go running. Um, because I'm a part of like this, like, unofficial running club and we kind of, we, we try to meet like mm-hmm. in the mornings. Um, and five
0: thirty in the morning
1: Five thirty in the morning oh on a saturday God. too so like i i set my where alarm. do you find the motivation <laughs> so this That's is where rough. it comes in yeah. is like i sat there and like i cuddled my dog for a hot minute <laughs> and then i looked at my phone and like that mm. kind of wakes me up slowly and then you know once like six o'clock hit or like 550 hit i was like okay sarah <laughs> it's raining outside it's super dark yeah are you gonna do this or what uh-huh. like that it's you're kind of at that point of like man my bed is like really comfortable and my dog is being really yeah. cute and cuddly
0: it's a tough sell
1: like oh man like do I do this or not am I gonna do this and um, for me so one thing I have is a giant banner of a um like a, a lifting company that I really admire um, and the the banner says um, be harder to kill. And so I really like, I enjoy that kind of mentality. What does that mean? So just, you know, be stronger, be faster, be healthier, Uh be uh, like a person that's harder to kill. If someone was after you kind of thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I kind of like that. Yeah. um, Different way to look at it. But then also (laughs) like, I know if I stayed in bed and woke up like, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours later, I'd be really disappointed in myself. Yeah. And I would be like, Oh, man, I could have gone running. I could have gotten my three, three and a half miles in already, and I would be disappointed in
0: myself. Yeah. So do you kind of think about it like do it for future Sarah? Yeah. And my future self.
1: Yeah, that. And then, um, so like. You know, once I got going, you know, okay, so what time is it now? It's, you know, 523. I've already run three and a half miles. I have gotten my lifting routine, my workout in today. I was supposed to coach someone in person at the gym, um, but they unfortunately had something come up. Um, I've worked my, you know, four hours at Yonder Cider and now I'm here. Like I've gotten so much done today. Like I have, I have, I really have like,
0: and you attribute it a lot of those things you've gotten done off of just getting out of bed at that time and coming exactly. th- and coming through for yourself yeah i think
1: it's ha- habit building you habit have to building. keep doing it in order yeah. to solidify it right yeah.
0: there's this this guy um now i gotta look him up uh it's like a military guy
1: david goggins is
0: it make the bad guy
1: oh no i don't know i just finished this book um can't hurt me by david goggins and it's about like mental fortitude it's,
0: it's this guy uh, he says, You want to change the world, start up by making your bed is Admiral William oh, McRaven. Okay. I heard basically it's it's very similar to what you're saying, which is that if you wake up, you make your bed, you've accomplished one small thing, you get the dopamine rush of like, oh, I did a thing off my checklist, mm-hmm. it feels good. And then it's like, set, it's like sets the tone for the rest of your day. And yeah. I think that's kind of like what you're getting from your runs.
1: Yeah. And like, if you want to get it into that, like, you know, competitive aspect is like, you know, when I was working at Yonder today, I'd have people come by and I'm like, oh, so how's your day going? They're like, oh, it's just a nice, lazy Saturday. But, and I'm like, oh, that sounds so nice. But in my brain, I'm like, guess what I've already done today? Like, you know, I, of course, like, I, yeah, weird flex, but okay. But, you know, I think that's the difference between like toxic competitiveness and what like, you know, motivates you. Yes. I am also a very competitive person. Spoiler yeah. alert. But, <laughs> but I don't like use that and verbalize it in a way that puts other people down. Yeah. All of it's in my head to motivate myself. And then when it comes to like being verbal and interacting with other people, People, I'm very very supportive because I would like I won't I don't want to be that person that's like yeah I'm gonna kick your ass and like yeah. I'm gonna lift more than you and you're the worst and I'm better than you like that doesn't make me feel good but in my brain if I'm like all right I have to beat them like <laughs> then like it's just slightly different yeah so I don't I know. think
0: everything can be used in a positive way if it's kept in check like I think about anxiety like for me if anxiety can motivate me to act in a proactive manner to get things done ahead of time and be mm-hmm. on top of everything then it's great and it's only a problem if I let it get like out of control and cri- it becomes crippling right so like I feel like similarly like you know you can use competition in a way that is motivating and helpful for your life as long as it's kept kept in check yeah, yeah.
1: no there's I've, everything has uh, uh so in uh, toxic so I have a bachelor of science in toxicology and my favorite like take-home message from those like horrible <laughs> not horrible but difficult three years was the dose makes the poison. Mm-hmm. It, everything is healthy until it's not mm-hmm. and that can be applied to competitiveness it can be applied to too like, many bananas it can be applied to too <laughs> many bananas it can be applied to too many beers it can be applied uh-huh. to too many miles too many weights lifted whatever yeah. the, the dose makes the poison mm. everything in moderation
0: <laughs> that is so true okay um i was gonna say when it comes to doing like a running uh, running club early in the morning. I'm a member of the Green Lake Running Club up the street. Awesome. But I, if I'm being honest, I haven't gone very much lately. Main, I think mainly I tell myself because of COVID, and I'm kind of nervous to be around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, the, I think the real reason is it's so early. <laughs> But I will say, I will say that when I know someone from the group is going and they're counting on me being there, there's something about having that accountability partnered that they're depending on me to be there that I'm like, okay, I have to get up for them. Yeah. For some reason. But you know what? I feel like there's a problem with that. I feel like I should be my accountability partner should be me. Like, why can't I do it for me? But I feel more likely to come through for someone else, you know? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people are more intrinsically motivated versus yeah. intris- extrinsically yeah. motivated. And that's okay. It's just understanding yourself and what motivates you. And then un- and like hacking that and unlocking that in a way that keeps you accountable and keeps you moving forward and progressing. I have clients who are more extrinsically motivated. They like to hear from me that they're doing well, that they're progressing nicely, even though they they can also see for themselves that they're losing weight or that they're gaining strength or muscle size. Like they, They're not stupid. They can see that. They're observant. But it means so much more when they hear it from me right mm-hmm. or i have a client who um they are more intrinsically motivated to they see their progress and they're motivated by themselves and there's nothing wrong with either or it's just kind of like
0: how you're wired
1: exactly yeah there's nothing wrong with them
0: okay all right you know what time it is
1: oh god <laughs> all right all right all right
0: what's is this the... okay can we yeah, keep what's this? the next one okay i don't know
1: <laughs> deltoids Shoulders.
0: Yeah, I think you have to do this one over your head. Okay. All yeah. right. Like like that, yeah. Okay. There you go. <sighs>
1: okay. okay. I'm going to rest my shoulders. So, how do I do this? Okay, keep pulling. So, I just.
0: Yeah, over pull the head out? and then you pull out, oh yes God. to the white lines.
1: This is gonna hurt.
0: Uh. I just know
1: it. <laughs> I know it. I see this and like yeah, I
0: I will say fun. that like I've had like And I, there's like an there's actually like an adventure mode where you like go through like video game levels and fight fight bad guys and bosses doing different workout moves. And I will say like after playing this game for like an hour, I was like genuinely sore the next day. Yeah. So it's it's actually surprising how they've been able to gamify exercise. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, go for it.
1: All right. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) I I feel like should I be standing?
0: No, you don't have to stand. Okay
1: ready? I guess.
0: No. <laughs> you can a Killing it. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay, okay.
0: It's <sighs> oh, tiring, right? That
1: is tiring. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs>
0: Nice. Yeah. 106. Ugh. That's the third place. That's pretty good. Yay. This is not bad for your first try. <laughs> not bad.
1: Thank God. It'd be so embarrassing if I wasn't even making your leaderboard. I wouldn't feel very fit if I wasn't doing all right. <laughs> You're doing great.
0: Doing great. Um, so beginning of COVID in March, no gyms. Yeah. When did you get your gym back?
1: Uh honestly, I can't remember but it had been a couple months so that's why I started running. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I got into like this running club, this yep. official running club and uh started running in the mornings. But
0: now your gym is back. The gym um is back. how are, how has that gone? Uh, what kind of what kind of like um extra precautions are they taking to keep you safe and do you have any concerns with being being there?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, so I think um, in my scenario, though, it's a little unique um, for my full time job Monday through Friday. I work uh, for a medical device company. So I work in hospitals all over Washington and northern Idaho. And so I'm like in sick people, like vicinity all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, some of the hospitals I worked at had, you know, COVID patients um, in the vicinity. And as I
0: scoot farther away. From I you. know. I know. <laughs>
1: Luckily, like, <laughs> you know... I, We're going to do
0: the rest of this meeting over Zoom. Uh, so. <laughs> no.
1: But, like, at the hospitals, you know, they they have proper precautions. They uh-huh. have the big bunny suits with the multiple masks and goggles and everything. So it's very strange to then go to the gym where, um, you know... I don't want to say, like, the gym crowd is anti-science, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of them can be anti-science in the sense that like
0: or like I, more questioning or more like
1: they just don't care as much like people aren't wearing their masks like as consistently um, but at, at my gym they do have you know a mask rule that please keep your mask up the entire mm. time you're in the in the building Um if you're working out you can have your mask lowered but mm. then the moment you're done please pull it back up um, as in like if you're doing an exercise once you're done with your set Pull it back up. Um, If you're going to walk around the gym, have your mask up over your nose and
0: mouth. Well, I've I've heard some people portray this as like a strength thing that like you're a weak person if you wear a mask. But I actually (sighs) think that you're a stronger person if you care about your neighbor. Yeah, if you care about the health of other people, I think that's a way to demonstrate strength. It's not a it's not a sign of weakness to care about other people and not want to infect them. right? No,
1: I think it's very selfish when people just won't go ahead and wear a mask. Um, but so at my gym, luckily um, they they've been pretty good about enforcing the mask rule. I have become uh, a little testy about that, where me and a couple of the other like coaches in the gym will uh, tell people, "Hey, please." put on your mask and i've gotten into a couple altercations over it which sucks but you know whatever i care more about my health than getting into a fight with some guy at the gym Um, and then they have like plenty of bottles of uh like sanitizer everywhere and wipes everywhere and then they're asking everyone hey wipe down everything in the area when you're done in that spot
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they're taking precautions and... Yeah. The uh,
1: the other thing is they have um, a big garage door that they open up uh, when it starts to get busier just to keep air circulating, Mm -hmm. which is great.
0: Well, I'm hoping that more gyms will open up because I, I miss, I was just telling my, my brother today because they started doing workouts at home, which is great. But like, I feel like for me, a big part of why I like going to the gym is just being around other, a lot of other people working out because it's, to me, it's motivating to be in that environment where other people are like, putting in the work. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of nice to be around it. But it's harder for me to find the motivation to do it by myself. But I have personally looked into trying to do get like some kind of uh, like at home gym to do some strength training. And I, t- you know, to my surprise, like the cost of weights has gone like through the roof because of COVID, like everyone's like hoarding weights and like selling them for like five, 10 times what they used to cost. Like, I mm-hmm. think I I saw like some, like a a, a dumbbell set or a barbell set was something like four or five hundred dollars or i don't yeah. know it seemed like a lot i yeah. don't i don't know the going price of weights but it seemed like a lot so well
1: so most um most like dumbbell sets and uh like plates should be around like one to one and a half dollars per pound um so yeah finding people that are charging like i don't know yeah what like Sixty dollars for a fifteen pound they're ex- they're exploiting it super exploiting it and just trying to profit off of the pandemic, which sucks
0: so have you heard about this body weight fitness
1: yeah, I have
0: this is something that i 've been recently trying to get into just awesome. just because of the f- the frugality of it all, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I can yeah. use my own body to you know to find ways to work out and wait, wait for this whole COVID thing to blow over so that I could, you know, go back to the gym. But, um, I've been trying to do some workouts from, from this. Um, uh, but I was wondering if maybe you had any recommendations for people out there sitting at home. They're like, I'd, I'd like to do some workouts, but, um, can't afford weights mm-hmm. and, and I, I have no gym to go to. Yeah. This, the gyms are still closed for a lot of people. Yeah. So like, what should I do?
1: So um, definitely the body weight fitness on the subreddit is good. Um, I also created a bunch of home workouts that you can do with no equipment. Okay. Um, and um, they can just message me on Instagram or email me and I can send it to them. It's just like an Excel sheet of exercises what? and routines that they can do at home.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay um and what is your instagram
1: uh sarah s a r a h yeah c as in cat and then mormon m as in mary o o r m as in mary oh i see a a n as in there we Nancy. Go. yeah yeah so they they can just message me yeah. and then um i can yeah email them the whole the whole thing that's great yeah
0: um So what, what about tips? Are there any tips that you would provide to people around, um, working out at home?
1: Oh man, just try to like, just try to be consistent. Like try every, like try every day or every other day to get some kind of movement in, whether it's going for a walk or going for a hike or, um, you know, doing something at home just to get your uh, your heart rate elevated um, because the act of, like, elevating your heart rate, getting your blood moving at a faster rate, contracting muscles and breathing harder is good for you. Um, helps lower your blood pressure, helps um, improve your cardiovascular health. Um, there's just so many benefits to just moving your body yeah. in some capacity that... Um, just just try to find something to do to get get your like even if it's housework like just like spending some time doing some vigorous like mopping like <laughs> some kind of like activity yeah. is going to be really good
0: i found that exercising in the middle of the work day like on a lunch hour or something like that helps me be more productive in the afternoon than if I don't do mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Yeah, so like it does
0: it does something for my brain.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people who um so that that's where it kind of gets a little specific. And what I'll say is um find out what works for you. If you are someone who can work out in the morning, do it in the morning if you're someone who benefits from doing it at like lunchtime, great, do it then, or if you're like a night owl, you like to do it at night, go ahead and do it. try not to do it too close to bedtime because if you're getting your body like literally excited, then it's gonna be harder for you to fall asleep yeah um but everyone's different, and just try to be kind to yourself as you navigate what's gonna work for you,
0: okay, mm-hmm um. There's a conference that you put on uh, annually called the Stronger Together P and W Fitness Conference. Can you tell me about this?
1: Yeah. So. Um, Is this still
0: happening in 2020 regarding no.
1: COVID? Uh, we're looking at August 2021, so okay. that needs to be updated. Okay. But um, yeah, last year we had our first. Conference and it's a it's an educational conference where we have speakers from all over the U.S. Um, come in and present um, topics. And so, like last year, we had um, Dr. Susan Kleiner. She is the nutrition uh, guru out in like. She lives in Mercer Island, mm. and it's wild because she basically invented sports nutrition. Oh. Like, not even lying. Wow. So she has done sports nutrition for uh, the Seattle Supersonics, rest in peace, um, the <laughs> Se- Seattle Seahawks, uh, the Storm, uh, the um, Frick, I'm totally, Sounders. So she's done sports nutrition for a lot of, like, the Seattle sports teams in okay. the area. Okay. And then um, she also um, co-founded the um, International uh, Sports Nutrition like Society and has written several books. So she was amazing. She did a cool presentation on like whole grains and the benefits of whole grains. Uh, we also had um, Eric Salazar from Houston fly up, and he did a really interesting talk on how he did his bodybuilding prep without reducing his calories hmm. and the way he did. that that and got so shredded was by adding artificial weight so he would wear a weighted vest and then as he started to like lose weight he then added a weighted belt and then ankle weights and like by the time he was like ready for a competition he was wearing I think like 40 or 50 pounds of
0: artificial weight on his body just throughout the day
1: yes yes like all day he was wearing this stuff
0: yeah and um, this is like how like mothers carry around their three-year-old and they just never put him down
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so like he lost weight just by like i mean eating you know whole foods not eating like you know crap but also just adding artificial weight to match his body weight yeah um, so we had like really cool topics really cool speakers come in and so we had people who were coaches we had athletes and then we just had people who like just want to learn about like health and nutrition who came and learned and we had a great time Um we had a super fun happy hour at the end where we had drinks and then we went to Sam's Tavern at the end like after yeah, yeah so it's, we're having um our second um, conference in August of 2021
0: it's stronger together fit con if any of you out there are interested and want to sign up.
1: Yeah, tickets are on sale. Early bird has been on sale for a bit because we're just we're trying to like entice people to buy tickets to help us secure the venue for next year. As you can imagine, it's not um, exactly cheap to hold a conference in downtown yeah. Seattle. So yeah. any kind of support is welcome. Um, and then uh, yeah, if you're a coach, athlete, or just you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself, you should definitely come.
0: Yeah, lots of Lots of valuable information to be gained. And um, I I do think it's really interesting that they were able, that person was able to lose weight without um, cutting calories. I think that's a surprising finding um, and something that I'd personally... Like to do myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> right I would love to keep drinking beer and yeah. lose weight. <laughs> yeah.
0: It sounds like a great a great situation. yeah, now this is a perfect segue into my next topic, which is nutrition. What does your uh, typical diet look like?
1: So I am um, I mean as, as someone who has been in this space. For So, so long. I've kind of seen a lot of the nutrition and diet trends. Um, And I've tried a lot of them because I feel like as a coach, if I'm going to recommend something to a client, I need to have tried it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me personally, I eat whatever I want within reason. Um, I still have the Oreo. I, I still have the Oreo. I still have the beer. Um, I am a huge craft beer person. All right. Uh, so I I try to uh, keep this incorporated to make myself happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it kind of helps you stay sane. Like, I feel like these people that are like so hardcore with their diet, it's like you're living, but are you living though? Yeah, like- no,
1: like that's uh, that's another aspect of bodybuilding that was actually studied was the rates of depression
0: yeah.
1: uh, resulting from bodybuilding prep is because you become socially isolated because you're not allowed to eat out you're not mm-hmm. allowed to drink um it's pretty extreme very very extreme so for me i just try to ensure i'm getting enough protein every day i'm eating vegetables i'm having you know, yeah. you know a diverse and um
0: so no keto diet. adkins paleo nothing like no, that.
1: no i i love bread i love uh-huh. chicken and i lo- you know i i love food yeah if, and for me, I know what makes me feel good, though, too. If I were to go to McDonald's and pick up a burger and fries and stuff, I know that would make me feel gross yeah. later, so I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, like, choose not to because I know I don't feel good doing that. Mm-hmm. So, same with, like, not drinking too much beer. I yeah. know I wouldn't feel good running or exercising the next day. Yeah, I won't perform well in the gym, so I don't do that. Um. And it's kind of like
0: to so listen to your body. It's listen a good, to your body, good yeah. Diet, like nutrition, starting point.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think though that's something that um, not everyone can do, and it's certainly not someone new that can t- not you know, new people could not do this hmm. usually. Um, you have you know those one-offs of people who might be able to do that right off the bat, but, um, I think as like a society in the U S we aren't taught a lot about nutrition and how to eat. Um, I
0: know I wasn't,
1: I, I wasn't, I had, I, I mean, in college, I, um, I actually got uh pretty overweight and I felt like crap. And then I also just like, I hated the way I looked and I was just really depressed and, uh, angry and, um, I lost the weight in a way that I would definitely not recommend everyone else do. Um, I signed up for a bodybuilding show <laughs> and I was like, All right, I, I I'm done fucking around. I wanna lose this weight, I'm gonna sign up for a bodybuilding show. Yeah. And I did it and it was fine. Um, but what the bodybuilding show um forced me to do was learn how to eat and how to feed my body for performing in the gym and just to feel good. So mm-hmm. um It taught
0: you like uh like garbage in garbage out there's like input output kind of like yes, thing yeah. going on with food like seeing it as uh fuel instead of necessarily um just something that's for pleasure
1: well I it mean, can be both though it's definitely a it's definitely a balance yeah yes. so every so the dose makes the poison
0: yeah
1: um beer is not necessarily a fuel but um uh i actually went to a interesting comedy talk by dr anna lepley who she talked about um the uh, benefits of beer and like lifting Mm. and like bodybuilding and stuff so um like so the dose makes the poison there's only so much beer that i can drink before like it starts to negatively affect my health yeah and so in this case yeah i'm able to eat in a way that seems more free but i'm always prioritizing protein in my head i'm kind of keeping a tally like all right how many servings of vegetables and fruit have i had today yeah um and i i I kind of try to lean and gravitate towards that because I know it's good for me and I know it'll make me feel good.
0: Have you ever struggled with overeating? Because I think that that's something that is, I think a lot of people out there, including myself, um, deal with in the sense that like, you get your hands on something really tasty and then it's like it's like I don't want to stop eating this thing like um, I think my wife and I we recently just discovered uh, Beecher's mac and cheese at Costco you just discovered that (laughs) are you kidding me it's always been there well I knew it was there but I had enough self-control to never like buy it and then then what happened is we finally got it and we're like we'll just put it in the freezer for a rainy day you know and we're just really like not feeling it and then we had it and ever since we had it we're like oh no I want it like all the time yeah But the problem is it's like some things are just too good. Some things are just too good. And it's like, it's very difficult to to limit yourself. Um, And I think some people um, have more self-control than others. One of the things that I've been trying to do personally is uh, smaller plates. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To try to trick myself into thinking it's like I got more than I actually did. And I also try not to eat um, while watching TV. Like I try to look at what I'm eating to try to think about like... the the entire experience so it's not just like mindlessly going inside me but Mm -hmm. do you personally first of all do you have you ever dealt with this do you have any advice or like hacks of how people could try to eat less calories um Mm -hmm. so that they can achieve their weight loss or fitness goals
1: yeah yeah so um definitely in college i had that issue where i was eating way too much and i was eating too much of like shitty foods yeah and um so you know now I, um, again, I kind of learned that like, you know, where some people don't find the gym, like a fun activity. It's, you know, for me, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I, I need to go. I need to go to the gym. I need to work out. Not everyone's gonna be like, Yeah, I can just skip it. Like when I go to the gym, it makes me feel good. When I eat chicken and vegetables with like maybe some barbecue sauce on the side like what last night i literally had some chicken some grilled chicken like sliced up and then i had some barbecue sauce and then i had this like vegetable mix that i bought out of costco which is actually really good it's like Mm -hmm. broccoli zucchini peas green beans Oh yeah i've had that it's delicious yeah it's pretty good so i like i i made that (laughs) it's easy you just throw it in and it's good like um so hack for that stuff get like the thai chili like uh sauce i put like a little bit of it in that while it's cooking uh-huh. so good it mm. just adds a little touch of sweetness to like accompany with like the zucchini and stuff uh-huh. anyway
0: um it's turning into sarah's cooking show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what i also did last night was um uh before i had the chicken and the vegetables was i had um i i i was in spokane for work um this past week and I went to Panera for breakfast and I grabbed one of their kitchen sink cookies which mm. I don't know if you know what those are I
0: don't but it sounds they're, good
1: They're they're delicious. They're these giant cookies like Who, who makes it? Panera. Okay,
0: I got I'm going to look it up.
1: And they're delicious. They've got like s- big chunks of sea salt on the top and they've got like pretzel and chocolate chips and like I think like caramel and stuff in it too. It's amazing. But you know how many calories are in those cookies? Oh, that looks good. 800 calories per For cookie. One, For one. Shut up. For one cookie. Shut up. I'm not kidding you. 800 calories you know, per frickin' cookie. You know, so. that,
0: you know what that reminds me of is the, what is it, the Outback Outback Steakhouse uh, Bloomin' Onion. Oh, the
1: onion. <laughs> Bloomin' Onion.
0: That, oh, I, I remember so eating one of those. Um, I think I got one, like, on a date with a girl, and then she had, like, one bite and I ate the rest of it. <laughs> think, and that was like just the appetizer. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I remember feeling sick. And I'm yeah. like, why did I feel sick? And then I looked up um, so, the calories. It has... Wait a second. Hold on. Bloom There's, and Onion, yeah. No, no, here we go. Here we go. That's really
1: terrifying.
0: <laughs> it has 3,080 calories. Oh my God. 3008. Yeah. So no wonder you felt sick. Oh, the original, no, the original's is 2000. And I think something, some other special dish is 3000. But it's, 2000 is a lot for an appetizer. Yeah.
1: So right? I think for me, like, you know, over the years where I, um, really honed in my diet, um, is like remembering that sick feeling yeah. and thinking, it's not worth it. I don't wanna feel like crap. I don't wanna feel sick.
0: That's how I stop myself from drinking too much too. <laughs> I yeah. try to remember like, ooh, I did not like I that thing over.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like so exam- for example, with that like Panera cookie, yeah. I first cut it into fourths okay and then i took the other thirds and i put them away in my fridge because i like those cookies cold and then i ate that fourth first then i had the chicken and uh vegetables Mm. i had my dessert first because um what uh I, i can't remember like who did this study but um there was actually a study on like people who have dessert first um prior to like their main meal and your satiety is like fulfilled when you end with like something healthy, right? If you fill up on broccoli first, you're gonna be full. But then if someone brings by like this tasty chocolate cake, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Heck yeah, there it is. Um so I had my Weird. cookie first and then I had my chicken, I had my vegetables, um, and then the other thing was while I was in Spokane, I went to this spot that had really good draft beer and um I looked at their menu, they had poutine. And mm. I like the last time I had poutine was with my boyfriend. Uh we were I was visiting him in Iowa and um it was fucking amazing and i had never had poutine before that so i was like i just i want some so i asked the waiter hey i know this is an appetizer can i get half of this and he's like yeah i think we could do that i'm like dope so first you know i i automatically set the limit initially by Mm -hmm. saying i want half of this Mm -hmm. um and if for some reason he wasn't going to accommodate it you know what I was going to do, what my plan was was, and this is actually what happened: is he brought it over, and he's like, "So I told them to make half, and they didn't, but I'm still only going to charge you for half." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." But then I looked at it, I'm like, "Man, that looks really fucking good." Look at all <laughs> I that. Like, che- I kind of
0: want all of it. Look at all that cheese
1: and that gravy <laughs> yeah. and those crispy French fries. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." But for my main meal, I had ordered a Caesar salad with grilled chicken, uh-huh. and then with the dressing on the side because everyone knows that that. Dress- Dressing is chock full of fat. So yeah. I, I don't
0: think everyone knows that though. Oh,
1: okay. Maybe it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm so immersed in the fitness thing that I think like if
0: you like showed people how many calories are in like your typical like dinner salads at restaurants, they'd be surprised. Yeah, those are, are also
1: packed full of calories yeah. if you're not careful with those dressings yeah. and stuff. So I always get it on the side. And the pro tip for that is to dip your fork in the dressing first, then Spear your, like, your protein and your lettuce and then eat it. Cause then you mm. still get a taste of the dressing to uh, make it tasty. Instead of
0: like dumping it all over it.
1: Instead of dumping it uh-huh. or instead of dipping. Cause like people are, have the misconception that if you dip it, you're uh-huh. still eating less of the dressing, but it's still quite a lot. So uh-huh. if you dip your fork first and then, Anyway, so what I did with these that... These are pretty
0: good hacks. I pre- these you. are good hacks to share. Thank you. So
1: for the poutine, though, which was kind of like the problem, because he brought me a full serving, even <laughs> though I asked for half...
0: After you specifically I told like, me not I, to, <laughs> I
1: just want half. You had one and he brought me a full. I'm sure he was like plotting. He's like, "Oh, this chick's trying to be healthy. She's ordering a salad, uh-huh. and she's gonna get poutine." Anyway, he brought me the full poutine, and what I did was like, okay, I like used my fork to make an indent of like where the half line is, mm-hmm. and for some people though, even like stopping at that halfway point is hard. Yeah, for me it was hard. <laughs> so what I did was I took. um I took the salt and pepper, and I just dumped it on the other half. I, like, dumped so much on the other half that it was inedible, right? And then when I got to that point, I was like, that's going to be so disgusting. I don't even want that. So then I pushed the plate across the table, like, all the way across the table. So I couldn't even reach it anymore. So then when the waiter came by, I was like, oh, are you done with this? Like, he was kind of joking. I'm like, yeah, no, please get it out of my face.
0: So you basically destroyed your your option to even have it. Exactly. So this is something that, um I forget, like like mil- like um sol- leaders of soldiers used to do where they like destroy the boats after they would get off the boats to like go into war, into battle. They'd destroy the boats that they came off of so that they couldn't go back and like run away. Oh my God. And it's like, so you had to go into war. It's, Jesus. Like, like, so but like killing, like stopping your ability to go
1: past to sabotage yourself yeah Yeah. exactly so if you have to play those tricks on yourself fucking do it like if you uh, that's the thing like everyone is different i have friends and i have clients who are who have better self-control than i do and that's awesome i know myself well enough that like if i didn't ruin (laughs) that other half of poutine i would have just finished it and felt bad later like i would have not only felt bad as in like my stomach probably would have been really mad at me but also i would have felt guilty and i would have have been like so just like disappointed in myself saying like yeah i told myself i was only gonna eat half and i didn't like yeah what the
0: fuck so again you're doing it for future sarah
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: cool so thanks for sharing those those uh self-control hacks um what would you say about um misconceptions about nutrition like there's a lot of people out there thinking oh fat's bad for me some people oh, are gosh. like oh carbs are bad for me and um or like every, every almost everyone i come across thinks they're allergic to gluten um why is there so much confusion and debate around nutrition still in 2020 like we have so much information we have so much you know access to education like why is mm-hmm. this still such a debate is it be i don't know what do you think
1: well, so to answer your first question of like, what are some of the misconceptions, we would have to like have a whole nother podcast on that <laughs> because there's so many like yeah. you already kind of listed some earlier, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, are carbs bad or, or is fat bad? Like, welcome uh, to
0: part two of the John Topham podcast.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, we're okay. gonna go over the myth busting <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Um there are so many misconceptions and myths out there and I think it's because what sells mm. um is something that like grabs people's attention. So like yeah. when someone reads a headline that says, "Oh my god, carbs are bad." <gasps> oh my gosh, and they they click to read this article and then that someone says, "Yeah, so carbs are bad. This is mm-hmm. why yeah. hire me or buy my program so you can learn how to eat without <laughs> carbs yes. because that's going to help you lose fat."
0: But isn't also part of it though that some people do have success following these specific diets and then people are like well it worked for this person so this must be what everyone should do but maybe yeah. it's that there's there's lots of ways that can work it's exactly. there's more than one so
1: that's the other thing is not only are people capitalizing on misinformation in order to sell themselves as being like an authority figure of saying hey i know better but also everyone is different Mm -hmm. you know i i prefer carbs i prefer beer i i prefer um a certain way of eating um i like for example today i had a big like brunch i like I I didn't have breakfast. I ran on an empty stomach. um, And then I went to the gym and I lifted on an empty stomach. And then I came home and I had a very big brunch. And then I haven't had lunch. I just kind of worked through the day and I'm fine. I'm not hungry. Um, And then when I get home, I'll have dinner. So I had two meals. Whereas like, On the other spectrum, you might have someone who's like, you have to eat six meals a day in order to lose weight. And then you have someone else who's saying, I did lose weight by eating six meals a day. And like, here's my progress to prove it. So everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, where people kind of get frustrated and it's like, it sucks. I don't like people struggling. I don't like, you know, people being taken advantage of. But um, people do need to kind of go through a trial and error period of figuring out what's going to work for their lifestyle. Doesn't their... this kind
0: of get back to listen to your body?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think the problem is, though, not everyone knows how to listen to their body, mm-hmm. right? Like, how,
0: how do you listen to your body?
1: I mean, what like, sitting mean? here, like, um, when we were talking about the chocolate chip cookies, my stomach growled. It, like, literally did uh-huh. growl. Um, but I know I'm not hungry hungry. It's just I'm thinking of this, like, delicious chocolate chip cookie that I have in my refrigerator. Um, <laughs> and... I think about, like,
0: the, I sometimes will have oatmeal in the morning, and it's not my favorite thing to eat, but it makes me feel full, and I feel like I have a lot of energy from it. So, like, that's my way of saying, like, oh, this works for me. Yeah. But then I, like, I went through a period of in my life, Sarah, where like I got sucked into like, oh, keto is the way. He want. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to? do you want your brain to function better? Do you want to like rein in your ADHD a little bit? Like, oh, people, God, were saying, like
1: people were saying like, I hate
0: that. Like keto will help you cut off the carbs and just do a high fat thing. And then I discovered this, you know, the subreddit for it where there's all these people that are like, hey, I used to weigh 500 pounds and I lost 200 pounds in mm-hmm. a week or like in a month or a, a yeah. year. There's like lots of examples of people where it worked for them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they lost a lot of weight. They're feeling better, their brain's functioning better i'm like this is the, this is the way, and I did it for a <laughs> while, but you know, I actually found myself having a lot less energy, I know and I always got frustrated because people were like, "Oh, you just have the keto flu, you just got to get through it yeah, they're dismissive like, of your experience, well, yeah, they were, and I think that maybe i don't know i just I never felt like I had the same amount of energy that I did eating carbs when I would like go for a run, oh yeah, um, and when I went back to just trying to eat, like, a whole foods-based diet and try to cut out all the crap, I felt a lot better. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is frustrating because I think it's, like, I think the average person out there just wants someone to say, hey, John, if you just do this, you'll be on the right path. Just do this. And then, like, knowing your parameters, it's Mm -hmm. just a nice place to be mentally. And I think it's frustrating as the average person to be, like, "Um, there there doesn't seem to be any, like definitive path for to i don't know it seems like everyone's got different opinions on which path you should be right. on for nutrition
1: well so i mean with with exception to like the different styles of dieting or eating um one foundational concept that i think everyone should know and mm-hmm. everyone should understand is The laws of thermodynamics. Oh, what's that? (laughs) So, So. I think it's the second law. The second law is that you cannot create nor destroy energy. Okay. Um, Our bodies are constantly using up energy. This beer is giving me energy in the, in the form of calories. Okay. Our, um, our bodies burn that energy through calories, whether that's through protein or, um, carbohydrates or fats, um, or a combination of all three. Um, and then, uh, how, how that varies though is, you know, maybe someday you're more active than another day. So that like. So, for example, you know, today I went running, I lifted weights, I was on my feet all day. Let's just say today I burned like 2,300 calories. I'm a small person, so that's not like an overreach or underreach in any capacity. Um, However, if tomorrow I slept in, I really didn't do much, I kind of watched TV with my dog, Um It wouldn't be crazy to say that I only burn like 1,500 calories tomorrow just by operating and living and doing my thing. Um, So to take that into account, um, by burning this much calories, if I were to then eat, let's say, 2,000 calories today, I would be in a deficit of 300 calories. So today I burned 2300 calories my body did just by doing all the things that I did today and I ate 2000 that's a deficit of 300 so what that means is I have eaten less I've taken in less energy than I have exerted Mm -hmm. so that means my body would then be tapping in to my fat stores to Mm -hmm. uh Release more ATP so I had the energy to continue like living and doing my thing that day. Um, now if tomorrow though, I sat around and like relaxed and recovered and only my body only maybe burned 1500 calories, but I still ate 2000 calories see where that like weight gain can happen yeah. so i then have a and it's caloric... subtle too
0: that like it's a slow aggregate of like your daily increase and I then you're have... like oh i gained a pound all of a sudden like did you though
1: i have a caloric <laughs> surplus uh-huh Of 500 calories. So if I were to average those two days where I was in a deficit of 300 on this day, 500 surplus on the next day, that means I still um, have a surplus over like average overall of 200 calories. And that's how like. Slow weight gain can happen. Now, for the people who like maybe they woke up and they were suddenly like a couple pounds heavier, please take a look at like how much water you drank, how maybe, much sodium you yeah, took. Maybe they into. just had a lot of soup. <laughs> A lot of soup, a lot of salt, because then our body retains all that water. Even the amount of carbs that you have on one day versus what you're like normally used to taking in, Mm. because the storing of the... So when you take in carbs, your body breaks it down. I'm going to get super nerdy for a second. When your body takes in carbs, it breaks it down to produce ATP, right? But if you have enough circulating glucose in your bloodstream, your body converts it into glycogen to be stored. Uh, in the cells, in your liver cells and your muscle cells, uh, to be used at a later time when you don't have as much free floating glucose in your bloodstream. So in order to convert that glucose into glycogen, it actually um, it, it takes water and um, helps it link those glucose molecules together to then be stored to become glycogen. So you're retaining water. And so that's what causes your weight to spike Mm. up when you eat too many carbs one day, not too many, but like more carbs than normal. Mm. And so then when you have a low carb day, AKA these keto people, hey keto, what's up? (laughs) Um, When you go on keto, you're taking in significantly less carbohydrates than your body is used to. So your body's like, whoa, we need ATP. We need more circulating glucose in our bloodstream to maintain homeostasis because our bodies love homeostasis they're going to break down those glycogen stores to produce more free, free floating glucose in our bloodstream and what happens all that water that was linking those glucose molecules together all that water comes out and then we pee it out so that drop in that drop in weight overnight or in the first week is water
0: hmm. So then the first week, they're like, I've lost so much weight. This is it's great. It's water. And that's yeah. why,
1: like, I mean, they'll look better because yeah. you're not retaining that water. You don't look uh-huh. as puffy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, at, at the end of that rant, my my, my, uh, my take home message is calories in, calories out. Um, the amount of energy you take in versus the amount of energy that you're burning and using up to function, um, you need to keep that in count, whether you're trying to gain weight. Make sure you're taking in more calories than you're using up every day. If mm-hmm. you're trying to maintain your weight. Try to keep your calories as close as you can to what you are using every day. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to be in a deficit. You need to be consuming less calories than yeah. you are using every day.
0: I think the thing that I've struggled with in relation to losing weight is if I increase how many calories I burn by exercising, I tend to want to eat more. Like, like I tend to want to eat more to like compensate match, to compensate. I yeah. guess yeah. So then it's like it's like, it feels like I can't win.
1: No, yeah, no. Like, that's your body <laughs> yeah. saying, whoa, hold on. Yeah, Because our bodies are meant to, like, survive. That's why we have those hunger cues saying, hey, we need to find food because we're low on energy or we're low on, like, calories. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't want to lose weight. That's, yeah. like, a sign of, like, starvation and don't get me started on starvation mode that's not a thing (laughs) but um those hunger cues are you know desire to eat like high calorie fatty satiate like you know uh not satiating but like the opposite like just really uh tasty foods um that's our body saying like okay awesome we're getting more calories we're okay we're we're not in danger of starvation
0: yeah it's a survival mechanism yeah
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's hard it's hard to lose weight and um I mean there, again there's lots of ways to lose weight and stay sane and some for some people it's keto for some people it's a high carb diet high protein diet for others um it's just incorporating as many whole satiating foods foods that keep you full for so your oatmeal yeah that's the way to go celery <laughs> celery that's a vegetables food, right? uh yeah I I think like one of the like things back in the day was like oh celery is a negative calorie food is that true i don't know i don't think it's true (laughs) (laughs) but like incorporating as many vegetables like um and then eating a high protein diet it takes calories to like break down those high protein foods it's a thermogenic macronutrient so like uh i mean that's another way to that helps people lose weight is you know, incorporating high-protein foods, um, because not only that, but it keeps you full. It makes you feel full.
0: I think there's a lot of people out there right now that have uh, gained the COVID-19, and so this is really helpful information for them to hear. And so Sarah is not only a fitness coach, she's also a nutrition coach, and clearly you can tell by what she's saying that she knows her stuff. Uh, She has a website that you can visit called strength in science uh do you want to talk about this a little bit or like what you do
1: yeah so i do online coaching um i do have a couple clients that i see in person like once a week um and uh Essentially how it works is I send out workouts and nutrition uh, coaching goals that you uh, carry out every day, whether it's you working out or nutrition or both. So like, for example, um, I have a client who they work out five days a week um but i i provide them with workouts as well as nutrition for every day so nutrition every day but then their workouts 5 days a week um and every plan is specific to that person. Mm. So they come to me, they tell me, yep, this is how many times a week I can work out for how long. These are my goals. I am trying to gain muscle. I am trying to lose fat. I'm trying to get stronger. Um, and then I ask them questions like, what are your favorite, you know, exercises? What are your least favorite exercises? so yeah. We can avoid those. <laughs> what equipment do you have available? Which is also, you know, a big thing with COVID is understanding, you know, what they're willing. Not not just willing to do, but, like, you know, what do they have access to in terms mm-hmm. of equipment, a gym, whatever. Um, and then uh, I create plans for them, and um, they send me videos, we text, and I just help guide them and help them get to their fitness goals.
0: That's great. So you take a lot of the, the mental, like, work out of it and create something that's custom just for them.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know. As you said earlier, there's a lot of misconceptions and misinformation out there in the fitness industry. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And that's what pay- people pay me to do is wade through all that bullshit yeah. <laughs> to find out what's actually going to work for them and help them.
0: So if you're looking for a uh, someone to help you with nutrition or fitness, uh, go to strengthinscience.com uh, forward slash services and reach out to Sarah. You can... Set up a consultation call. Um, so we are now to our uh, Q and A portion of the show, where we are going to uh, answer some questions from social media. But before we do, we have one more uh, round of <laughs> one more one more challenge that right. uh, Sarah's going to do. So let's see. This one's going to be. <laughs> oh, let's gosh. see. I'm going to give her. Okay. Here, here. So here, if you can see on the top right, this, this is the one I was talking about. So,
1: oh my god, three oh one. Yeah.
0: So this is my friend Jonathan. <sighs> Holy crap! He's a jerk. He. <laughs> he's a jerk. he. Okay. So like, um, I don't know if you can see, um, in fifth place, um. I think a friend of mine had 102, and so then I got to 103 and said, I'm just going to beat it by one. And then here comes my friend Jonathan Dreher, and he did 138. I beat his by two, and he's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> and then he beat it by 161. Holy so, um, Okay. Th- so the way that this one works is the lines, they move in, you'll see, they start to get... Um, Farther and farther in, so you have to press it in. I feel and like hold you it. should
1: do this one no, no, one no.
0: round. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. Yeah, you should do a round. Oh, come God. on, All right. come on. I you guess it's play. only fair. You should do a round, right, and then so on. I can see how it works, and then okay. I'll do a round.
0: Okay. Perfect. I'm probably gonna die. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I'm so excited for this. I'm really not. <laughs> Ready?
1: Go. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you hold it. Interesting. Okay. So you're flexing and you're holding it, so it's isometric holds. Uh, Got it. Nice.
0: Yeah. Hold it. Okay. We might be here a while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can ask me questions. <laughs> I was actually... My initial thought was I would do the whole... Like, okay, I don't know if you've ever seen this show on YouTube where they interview people while eating uh, spicy chicken wings (gasps) with hot sauce. I love that.
1: I love that show. Yeah, and then, like,
0: each chicken wing is a little bit spicier, right? And then they get to, like, the final question, and they're eating something that's, like, ghost pepper spicy. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have Sarah just do this the whole time. (laughs) But I'm like... My my wife was like, no, that's cruel. You can't do that. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well... Because see, like, I'm on, what, 30? He did 300. I can't. Three there's no Hagrid. way I'm going to. I can't do that. Yeah, what? Yeah, I can't. Jonathan, if you're watching, I hate you. Keep it up. Uh, yeah,
1: this would be forever.
0: There's no way. But honestly, I really do feel like I'm working out right now. Like, I feel a strain.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it does not feel good.
0: Hold <sighs> oh, my God. Hold oh, and it's going faster now. Do you see that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh oh. Ugh. This nice. is a lot of
0: pressure because it's like on a live stream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, is
0: this what you've been going through, Sarah?
1: I'm sorry. Yes, there you go. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, you're so rude. <laughs> <laughs> So how long
0: have you had this ring for? Uh, maybe like three or four months. We got it, um, you know, during COVID. Just like one of the ways I could find to work out at home. Like, you know, I have the DDR machine as well. And that's like one of the ways I get cardio. I go on runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to do the, the fitness thing where you use your body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just another way to like try to incorporate some kind of physical movement. So I don't. You know, I don't know.
1: No, I love it. This is super cool. I'm trying to
0: die later. <laughs> trying to live a little, little bit longer.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, no. Be harder to kill. Yeah. Die a little later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that that's gonna be the phrase I put on top in in, in my bedroom? Die
1: later. <laughs> Di- die a little later. Die a little later. A little later. Oh man, that's great. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like you're I'm like watching you. You're like got some veins popping out on your forehead. This looks painful. Is there any
0: shame in me stopping at (laughs) a (laughs) hundred? Do I have to keep going? You
1: have to keep going. How about
0: we both do a hundred?
1: Come on, you got this. Let's go. Come on. You got this. You can't stop. You can't stop.
0: What does this show become?
1: I don't know. keep going keep going keep going not allowed to stop let's go let's go (laughs) (laughs) gotta work off that beer we had
0: i only had like a couple sips (laughs) left. wait well i passed one of my records but wait what did i have 140
1: yeah you had 148 i thought
0: 140
1: or no was it 140 and then your friend had 138 (sighs) come on you got it he hit
0: 301
1: I know, but keep going. At least beat your old record. How Come about
0: on. That's a good that's a good goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're almost there. Yeah, we'll see. You got it. Come on. I believe in you. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so amazing to watch. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs>
1: So how long have you had the bikes, though, too? The spin bikes?
0: Um, we got... We got those... <laughs> <laughs> You're almost sick. We on, got those during <laughs> COVID. You know, we what we did is we put a Chromecast on the TV, and we Chromecast, like, Peloton-style videos on there without having to... Come on, keep going, keep going, keep going. Wait, I passed it. I passed it. Go, 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 go.
1: (laughs) So you put Chromecast. (laughs) You do Peloton stuff. You do Peloton. Yeah, and uh, (laughs)
0: um, um, so like Pelotons are like three thousand dollars, you know? Yeah, and so like we got like a workout bike. Oh, that okay, I gotta stop. I gotta
1: stop. Are you dying? I'm dying. Oh, oh. (laughs) New record!
0: I did get a new record, but I did not beat the champ. But it's 301.
1: okay. 301. I think we'd be here all night, though, if you tried to do that. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was terrible to watch. Yeah, I, don't really, enjoy. I really don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to do it. <sighs> I'm going to get... Well... But I do kind of want you to know my pain.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> okay.
0: So to answer your, and I'll keep talking to you. So Thank like to you. answer your question, um, instead of getting like the three thousand dollar Peloton, we found like these uh, cycling bikes um, used on like offer up for like a couple hundred, and we just use uh, the. You can buy like a heart rate monitor and a cadence little bluetooth device that goes on the pedals and they communicate with a smartphone app that um lets you track you know all your stats just like a peloton but for only a couple hundred bucks instead of thousands and then you just get a peloton subscription it's kind of like netflix and just watch the videos while you do your workouts but yeah that's that's pretty much the answer to that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to like just get the timing of this right
0: Has it sped up? It's Yeah, and then see the lines are going? Lines are going in?
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: Could you see yourself bringing, like, this kind of thing to, like, a gym with your gym friends and, like, try to see, like, who can do more reps, like, friendly competition?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe, like, it'd be fun to do, like, we're all having beers at, like, yeah. someone's house.
0: Yeah, like a little house party game.
1: And just, yeah, like torturing each other
0: so maybe like while you're doing this i can uh, ask um some q a from the social media i hate
1: you so much
0: <laughs> what's your favorite lift
1: <laughs> my favorite lift is the bench press
0: okay um what's uh your favorite accessory exercises for the big three what does that mean
1: oh my fucking god <laughs> so uh the big three <laughs> are the squat, bench and deadlift. Okay. And oh my god, I'm already in pain. <laughs> oh, now you know I'm a powerlifter because my cardio and like <laughs> oh fucking god. Okay, I'm about to swear a lot because this is really painful. Um so for the bench press, my favorite accessories are like anything that's like super tricep because oh my god! <laughs> Fuck! This is stupid. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I can't even think. Yeah, that's uh, hard. This is the worst. Um, yeah. Because no. triceps are used a lot in the bench press. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, incline dumbbell bench press uh, is really good for the chest as well as triceps.
0: <laughs> 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 Now you know why I stopped at 150.
1: Fuck this noise! (laughs) This sucks, right? Oh my god, this sucks so (laughs) bad. Yeah. Oh my god, for squats.
0: Uh huh.
1: (sighs) (sighs) Fuck! I just. Oh my god! I want to get to 100 so bad. Oh, you're gonna do it. Uh, I don't know, man.
0: Can you can you believe 301?
1: No, I want to like see the person the video
0: (laughs) oh I have it Uh,
1: oh my god I I can't do it oh my god that
0: that was a good that was a good first attempt oh it's an A plus ranking there you go
1: oh my god (laughs) that was so bad Uh, like even oh my god yeah I I commend
0: you for, for making it as far as you did And plus, you know what, to be fair, I will have to say, to be fair, you've done, like, four... Uh, workouts before that challenge. I also and I didn't ran do...
1: and lifted weights yes. today. <laughs> yes.
0: And I didn't do anything. So good job.
1: Oh my god. Okay. So what were we? Okay. So favorite accessory <laughs> lifts, right? For the big three. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now that I can actually think a little bit, <laughs> it's hard.
0: It's hard to talk and work out.
1: Well, I also like. Um. I even said it to my client today, um, because they called me on the phone to cancel and I was like oh yeah no worries um, and they started to tell me like what days they're available and I was finishing my workout and I just said hey Tori you gotta just just text that to me because I'm not gonna remember <laughs> and um, the truth is like I pretty much go brain dead when I'm like in the middle of my workout cause I like push myself so hard that like my brain shuts off but um so oh my god Ooh, I gotta shake that out <laughs> Uh, So for squats, uh, favorite accessory lifts. Um, So I have, like, favorite lifts that are, like, good for me. Mm -hmm. And then I have, like, favorite accessory lifts because I think they're fun. (laughs) Um, So let's hear both of them. Yeah. So um, something that's, like, good for me, I think, is, um, like, pause squats. So where I'm doing, like, a barbell back squat but i pause in the bottom for like 3 seconds Ooh. and then i stand back up.
0: That sounds painful. It's
1: very painful, very difficult, but it's good for me because my weakest point in the squat is in the hole, aka the bottom of the squat. Um another so but like accessory lifts that are good for squats, i would say are like split squats, like bulgarian split squats, it's where you elevate one foot onto like a bench and then maybe you'll have like some weights maybe you won't um and then you do like split squats and then you switch legs and do that um and then for the bench press i would have to say like dumbbell incline bench press is really helpful um for increasing your bench press because not only does it help with building your chest but it also helps with building your triceps um and then it also forces you to stabilize more with your feet, which um I think a lot of people think of the bench press as like a solely upper body lift, but it's not. Mm-hmm. The bench press is a full body exercise because it utilizes leg drive, something called leg drive, in order to push the weight up, especially in powerlifting. Leg drive is half the lift. So i like dumbbell incline bench uh, chest press because it helps like build that tension and like that muscle memory of having your quads flexed and your legs and feet driving through the floor while you're pressing so that's a good one and then for deadlifts um i think for me unfortunately like deficit deadlifts and, um, like soft touch deadlifts are really good for me because I'm weakest pulling the barbell off the floor. But, um, I would say probably like barbell hip thrusts are like a really good accessory lift to help with your deadlift strength. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Um, more questions from social media. What are the biggest coaching differences between men and women?
1: (sighs) Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so coaching differences between men and women. I feel like... So most of my experience, I, I will say, has been coaching with women. Um, I just haven't gotten a lot of men who have inquired to work with me. And hmm. that can... Do you can... think
0: males tr- tend to prefer a male coach? Oh, and yeah. It's an ego thing, again?
1: I think it's an ego thing. I also think it's kind of like... I I think it's also just maybe like an internal like, well, she can't no more than me because like that's she's, a sexist thing i think it's also a sexist thing <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. i don't know i'm just gonna yeah i think that is an aspect but then also i think um i think some clients just want to work with someone who knows what it's like to be them mm-hmm. so um why you know a lot of women want to work with trainers who are women mm. is they can identify with the struggles that they might encounter so um Differences that I've experienced with coaching men versus women is um, men take direction um, pretty well, but they're just not as communicative. So, like, if I um, give them a block of programming, um, the clients that I've had who identify as men would tell they, they wouldn't really like tell me if there was a problem with the program until they're done with it. And mm. I'm like, you could have told me the moment like you started it like and then I could make changes to it that way you're not like suffering through four weeks yeah. with this issue.
0: Why is that?
1: I don't know. Hmm. I've I've like I've told them. So I don't know. I've told them to you know tell me as soon as there's an issue um, because it it can be changed. I don't know if it's just like a they they maybe notice it but then they forget and then they don't bring it up till like it's time to make a new block of programming or what. But um, that's a common trend I've noticed with my. uh, men clients, um, is they're just not as communicative. So I'm constantly reaching out to them to say, Hey, how are things going? Um, you know, just checking in. Yeah. I haven't had any videos from you in a while. Do you want to send me some lifting videos? Um, so, uh, that, and then with women, it really is, um, about, uh, just, like, building their confidence. Um, a lot of women go into lifting weights with, like, this idea that they're already, like, not good at it, mm-hmm. or they just don't think they're good at it, mm-hmm. whereas they probably are. Um, a lot of the women that I work with, it's it's a lot of, like, positive reinforcement and reminding them that they are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, just being like a very like verbal support system for them. But they're also like way better at checking in. They're way better at telling me, hey, um, I, by the way, I, I tweaked something in my hip. Um, I don't want to be an, a, a big you know burden on you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me and not trying to push through it for four weeks. Um, Let's work around it. Let me make some changes to your program. And that's really helpful.
0: This is an interesting topic because it really branches outside of exercise and gets down to like why are women better at communicating than men or more open to communicating than men in general mm-hmm. and i wonder it's it's like is that a nature or a nurture thing i don't know it's don't strange know yeah. you know but it's it's interesting that those are some of the differences that you've noticed. Um, what about pro- programming differences between men and women in strength athletes? I don't. Yeah. What does that mean?
1: So um, what that what that question is getting at is, um, you know, when coaches um, put together like a workout routine for a client, um, especially like a strength athlete, there's usually like a plan that's laid out for in the future. It's not just like, hey, here's today's workout. Um, And then the next day, client says, hey, I'm ready to work out. Okay, here's today's workout. It's nothing off the fly. It's all like pre-planned and programmed in a way where we're either progressing the weights or the volume in a way that pushes their body and progresses them towards more strength. So um, there's ways to do this. It's either by changing the amount of weight that they're lifting, changing the number of sets that they do, or the number of reps per set that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So with those factors in mind, you can really um, change and um, play with the program that they're doing in order to progress that client. And so what they mean by program considerations is when I'm setting up a four-week block of program of uh, workouts for a client. How does that differ between my uh, clients who are men and my clients who are women? And um, for simplicity's sake, um, I'm going to defer to my clients who are men as cis men and my clients who are women as cis women because athletes who are non-binary and trans they are usually, um, not usually. I mean, some, you know, some trans athletes are on hormones, which will change the way that I program for them. Um, and then with non-binary clients, it does take into account their biological sex, okay, and how they might respond to pro- different programming considerations. So, interesting. For my male clients, my cis men clients versus my female, biological female, cis women clients, Um, the science says women can handle more volume and more work compared to men, cis men. So um, when I am creating programming for females, I will typically have them spend more time with, uh, in lower weights and then more reps and more sets compared to my male clients. Um, and the reason why is because my female clients can recover incredibly quick when they're doing more work compared to my male clients. So my male clients can handle higher weights, but they can only do the higher weights for, um less reps and less sets mm-hmm. whereas my female clients can do like solid they can do solid weight but they can do that weight they can do weights for more reps and more sets they recover quickly okay so in terms of that, the um the volume and in, in intensity, the volume is higher usually for my female clients and the intensity is usually higher for my male clients. Intensity means like weight, like um objective weight being used. Okay. Um, now when it comes to peaking for a powerlifting me, aka getting ready to lift the most weight you can lift for one rep, um that can, in my experience, has varied a lot. Um, some of my female clients, um, they benefit from peaking very slowly as in like we are building 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 to a higher weight for a longer amount of time and then I have like a couple clients who benefit from a like quick peak where we just like ramp up to higher weights immediately and they're fine they like they accommodate the weight really well and with the amount of like rest and recovery that they have between workouts when I increase their intensity and lower the amount of like reps and sets that they're doing their bodies were respond well and their strength just like is there it's ready to pull the amount of weight that we are like kind of hoping and projecting for um so it really varies it can really vary a lot uh, from athlete to athlete yeah
0: it sounds like there's a lot of variables involved and it's interesting that you're like thinking about all these variables and these are things that like people probably just like oh um, you know they probably it's probably a lot more different than people like understand Mm -hmm. that aren't like involved in the way that you are um but wow okay (laughs) (laughs) not gonna lie i'm kind of like but (laughs) But i'm trying to track you yeah Um, um another question uh from social media this is not me saying this it says are you single (laughs) <laughs> um, I think, who, I don't know who that's from. It's
1: my boyfriend. Hi, Josh.
0: <laughs> so I guess that answers that. Um, next question oh, What is the best way to incorporate vegetables for someone who hates vegetables?
1: oh yeah that can be super tough like I great questions here yeah um (laughs) i am also not someone who loves vegetables but damn those costco packs though are so good (laughs) but uh just uh
0: yeah you said thai chili right
1: thai chili sauce on those costco like mixed frozen vegetable packs they're great but um I think, like, a great way to incorporate more vegetables is to, like, hide it in stuff. So, like, egg scrambles or, like, quiches or, like, a stew or soup or chili, um, like, a pasta salad with, like, vegetables in it. The more that you can, like, slowly, like, just hide it in stuff. Or even, like, fried rice. like. One of my favorite, like, hacks for fried rice is, like, buy the Trader Joe's frozen chicken fried rice pack. Get extra chicken, though, and throw it in that, like, pan, and then get extra, like, frozen peas and carrots and throw it in that pan, too. That way, like, you're hiding the vegetables Mm. and the protein with the fried rice, and then, like, you're automatically, like, lowering your overall caloric intake if you're, you know, eating, like... If you're measuring it out, measuring out the servings and taking into account the extra protein, extra vegetables that you're taking in, yeah. um, you get more servings out of that like Trader Joe's fried chicken, you know, rice stuff. So um, hide it in stuff and then you'll start to get used to actually eating vegetables because you'll like encounter it in those hidden ways and then as you start to just increase the amount of vegetables hiding in that stuff you become like accustomed to the taste the texture you start to like it even i know crazy and then you can actually start to venture into maybe some vegetable recipes where Mm. like you're doing um like sauteed vegetables or like baked zucchini and
0: stuff like that two things that i do is one is i hide vegetables like kale in a smoothie Mm -hmm. i'll just like blend it up and i'm like where'd it go i don't know if you had enough fruit like i don't even notice it Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that i do is i use an air fryer
1: (laughs) oh my god that is witchcraft i fucking (laughs) love air fryers yeah we'll
0: do like kale chips we'll do sweet potato fries and we'll do um uh, like roasted broccoli. Yep. With like a little bit of olive oil.
1: Yep. I did a thing where um my wonderful lovely roommate uh, Dom, he made this delicious brisket and mm. then um no, it was like roast. Is beef roast anyway? So, um, I tasked myself with making sides for it. So I made like that sauteed vegetable mix, and then I also made uh, mashed potatoes. So, and I kept all the potato skins, and then I threw them in the air fryer, and I had them with like my breakfast today, and they were so. good. Good. And yeah. like, again, um, so other hack is, veg- uh, um, in terms of vegetables and like satiety, potatoes actually have a super high satiety index. Okay. As in, um, for their caloric like amount their value mm-hmm. their satiety is
0: super super high so where's pizza on that it's really low <laughs> so actually I feel, like the, I, eat, I feel like i could eat a whole pizza
1: so uh <laughs> okay take a guess as to what the lowest satiety food is
0: um uh, something like candy or something Croissants. Croissants. Okay.
1: They have the lowest satiety index. That makes sense. When for I caloric and yeah. like value, yeah. When
0: I visited Italy last year, we had a lot of croissants for breakfast, and I remember feeling like after I ate it, I'm like, "So what's for breakfast?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like fun fact: potatoes have a ridiculously like. Uh, high satiety index and it's just again it's boiled potatoes though so like yeah you can mash them yeah you can add salt and stuff but when you add butter when you add cheese that's when you kind of run into the trouble of like adding all these calories and Mm -hmm. then you're not as full so
0: yeah just eating them plain
1: yep then you'll be real full and you (laughs) you'll be good
0: (laughs) sounds like a lot of fun um what about this question someone says i hate cardio how do i trick myself into doing it I think we touched on this earlier, but if you want to...
1: Yeah, Um, so with cardio, like for me, I also really didn't like cardio. But then with COVID, I started running. And um, one way for me was just like finding something interesting to talk to so I could, or not talk to, listen to, so I could distract myself mm-hmm. from the task at hand, which was running. Um, so I listened to a lot of audiobooks, huge fan of that. Um, And then for me, I'm... Um, switching up how I was running, like the goal that I had in mind for that run was really helpful. So like one day I would make a goal of I'm going to run three miles. The next time I would run, I'm like, all right, I'm going to run for 30 minutes. So when you start changing up those goals, what you find out, like, or at least what I found out was like, okay, I ran three miles. Cool. Got that done. When I set a time Um, Related goal, though, I was like, oh, I just ran like three and a half miles in 30 minutes. Dope. Okay, cool. And I feel good. Cool. And then the next time I run, I'm like, okay, my goal now is to run three and a half miles. And then I realized, oh, I got that done less than 30 minutes this time. So then like next time I run, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do 30 30 minutes again, but I'm going to try to beat like my distance last time. So audiobooks and then changing up your running goals or your cardio goals in terms of distance or uh, time is really helpful.
0: There you go. Yeah, I feel like podcasts are really helpful for me personally when I go for a run, just try to like find something to like, forget that I'm running. Just Yeah, zone out. <laughs> There's actually something really funny that I've heard of. It's like, um, uh, I have to show this. Let's see. Um. Have you heard of Zombies Run? Yes. I haven't tried it yet, but I've been wanting to. But it's like it like tricks your brain into thinking that like oh you're being god. chased by zombies. <laughs> this sounds up your alley.
1: This sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me?
0: I think I am going to try this sometime. But uh you really have to get into like role playing, like really be able to imagine that these zombies are chasing you and you're trying to survive and if you can I don't know if you can gamify your exercise I think that that is one of the ways that you can um
1: hey yeah Nintendo Switch killing it <laughs> right. right
0: I think if there's ways you can find fun in working out is um you know you'll get a lot farther. for me personally I play Dance Dance Revolution which is like so fun I get so lost in the game that I forget that I just burned 500 calories so like yeah podcasts audiobooks good stuff um what about let's see um, do, 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 favorite, favorite protein powder.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So I actually, uh, don't really drink protein powder anymore. Oh, so I why don't, is that? Well, I just, so I think everyone kind of goes through these phases in terms of like their fitness journey and maybe like, it's just me and some of my friends but um you know when I was like super into nutrition and like super into trying to like titrate my like fitness journey and get serious about it like I I like would always buy the the newest hottest protein bar and I am like oh quest nutrition they have a new protein bar out I gotta be the first to try it mm-hmm. and like I, uh, same with like, um, other brands. I guess like, uh, you know, muscle egg. They have like this liquid egg white jug that you can buy and it comes in different flavors. Like, Birthday cake and like cinnamon roll, I don't
0: cinnamon roll shit lights. like
1: that. Yeah. yeah, so like there's all these supplements on the market, okay. and I feel like for you know a brief period in time, you know like four years, I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know I wanted to like I was super into like uh, I had like a protein bar drawer that like and then like me and my friends would like we'd flex on each other with like oh what protein bars do you have in your drawer and stuff and like uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know like I don't know it's just like a weird thing. To, like become obsessed about Uh and so once like everyone's got something
0: I guess yeah, yeah you gotta
1: like find some kind of like weird thing about the thing that you're doing to like I don't know
0: separate yourself
1: but for so for me I went through that phase and I just like don't drink whey protein anymore i like food i like i like real food Mm -hmm. i don't want to waste my calories Mm -hmm. on a fucking disgusting overly sweet chalky ass protein shake when i could have grilled chicken and barbecue sauce or
0: because you're missing out on the the experience of eating yeah
1: Yeah. i like I, i think something that like i don't like about the fitness industry and i think you touched on it earlier is like this idea that like Food is fuel. And, like, no, it's not fuel. There's, like, a lot of, like, emotional and cultural ties to food Mm -hmm. and, like, experiencing food. Yeah. So, like, another hack for losing weight is get rid of all the junk in your pantry. And when you really want a cinnamon roll... Go to your favorite bakery where it's freshly made and have that goddamn cinnamon roll when it's fresh and hot and delicious, right? Don't go to Costco. Don't like buy like something at Safeway, like have a really good cinnamon roll that was like, you know, made by your mom, made at like your favorite bakery, whatever, and then really enjoy it because then you get like a lot of satisfaction out of it. And then also it's not in your pantry. It's something that like is an experience. And then you had your cinnamon roll. You, you're good. You got it out of your
0: system. Got
1: it out of your system. Yeah. And then you can go back to like, you know, eating however you're trying to eat.
0: This makes me think of one of my favorite movies, The Matrix, and they had, there's this scene in this movie where they're eating tasty wheat. It's this like...
1: What? <laughs> it's this I haven't like, seen The Matrix in forever, oh, and Josh was actually giving me crap about it earlier. Oh, it's, it's
0: my favorite movie. So there's the stuff that they're eating, and they're like, oh, it's it's everything the body needs. And I was like really depressed about watching that scene when I was younger, because I was like, oh my god, the future, they're not going to care at all oh, about no, like, yeah, what that. we eat. It's just going to be about what it does. And I'm like, oh. No. But I miss... I'd miss pizza and nachos. And
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then also like the experience of like, man, I just want to like, I want to sit with my wife on the couch and like have yeah. our baby and our dogs and watch a movie and just like that, that, that memory, that experience of like being at home with your loved ones. And it's, it's food is more than that. It's more than just like what you're putting in your mouth. It's, yeah. it's the experience and the memory behind it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, the smell and the taste and the people you have it with and the the cultural significance.
1: Yeah. So I hate, I hate that the fitness industry tries to push that narrative of like, no, no, no. Like you just, you just got to choose. You got to make the right choice. And I, I I also really don't like that narrative that like they try to push with like people who are trying to lose weight is, um, Oh, they're just, they're lazy or they have no self-control. It's like, no, like bro, like, have you had poutine? It's fucking delicious. But also, like, I have this great memory of the first time I had it with my boyfriend and we were at this bar and, like, I just, you know, there's a lot of, like, emotional tie to food. And I think it's really, like, naive to ignore that.
0: So as a personal uh, follow-up question... My understanding, though, is I see people consuming protein powder, like, in the gym, like, right after they work out. And I would imagine (laughs) if you came in there with, like, a chicken breast and started eating it right after you were working out. (laughs) But is there any science behind, like, consuming your protein, like, right after you work out? Like, is that necessary? Or can you wait until you get home to, is it a big big deal?
1: yeah so um it's called like the anabolic window you don't want to miss the anabolic window bro how and much, like how
0: much does that matter
1: so uh, oh man do we have a, like a whiteboard <laughs> but like so in terms of like the pyramid of like significance i'm trying to make sure it's like a pyramid there we go pyramid of significance um in the found one of the foundational um things you need to get right first is your sleep so many of us don't sleep enough so many of us don't rest enough and then so many of us don't get good sleep whether we're tossing and turning we're waking up in the middle of the night use the restroom whatever Mm -hmm. um i actually like uh with my medical job i had a patient who um told me that he um he he gets up in the middle of the night several times to like either sleep on the recliner and then come back to bed go back to the recliner i'm like that's crazy man you're not getting good sleep then anyway so get your sleep locked down like Sleep is really essential to um your ability to burn calories, lose fat, and then also perform in the gym and perform in everyday activities. Right? And as
0: somebody who has a baby that doesn't sleep, it also I'm is so the, sorry. it has the ability to like not uh sleep has the ability to make you feel a little uh less insane.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, like if you're being woken yeah. up several times a night yeah. by your baby, yeah. like like I get it babies are going to baby but baby's gonna baby. <laughs> the baby's going to baby but like if you're not getting good quality sleep you're not going to operate as well yep. like and you're not going to burn as many calories you're not going to put as much energy and effort into your workouts um, mm-hmm. and then you're also not going to maybe put as much energy and effort into cooking or mm-hmm. like preparing good wholesome diverse meals it all kind of carries over see yeah you know, so like you have have sleep as, like, a big foundation. And then on top of that, um, I'm trying to think, like, I think after that would probably be just, like, plain nutrition, making sure you're getting enough protein, fiber, um, and getting a diverse amount of, like, vegetables. You're getting your micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals. Um, Then after that, some kind of activity. And then after that would probably be, like, consistency of that activity. So like, yes, maybe you're moving and you're working out a couple times a week, but ensuring that you're like pushing yourself and you're like progressing in that activity. So you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again, because it is going to get easier as you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you can't expect results if you're still doing a, you know, 10 minute mile uh, for two miles, like you can't expect Your body to progress if you're just doing the exact same thing so
0: are you talking about increasing the speed or increasing the distance or what both if we're talking Um, about running i mean if you're talking about running both um or changing up your route in general so it doesn't look the same
1: (laughs) (laughs) no just increasing the 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 difficulty the speed the distance um Because uh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on his name, but um, it was like an old Greek mythology story where this guy was climbing this mountain and um, he would carry his calf up the top of the mountain. And it's actually a really good example of progressive overload as a way to continue progressing um, and in terms of like your fitness goals.
0: Is it this guy? Milo. (laughs) Milo.
1: I like. I honestly cannot
0: remember, but he he, fine. he
1: carries his calf to the top of the mountain. <laughs> and as he as his cat as his cow ages, see there it is the the like black and gray. Yep, that's the one. Okay. So he had he carries What a beast! Yeah. So if you go to the other picture down below the cartoon, now go back oh. and then it's down. Yep, that one. As his cow grows bigger the load so you know the amount of effort and work done in order to carry his cow to the top of the mountain he gets stronger oh. so same thing applies it would be you know to running you have to like you have to push yourself in some way whether it's distance speed whatever
0: um can you imagine carrying a uh a cow that big?
1: No. Absolutely. <laughs> is
0: that a not. bowl? I think it's a bowl. I think it's a bull.
1: Yeah. <laughs> heck <awful>. no. <laughs> Hard pass. Whoa. Um but uh <laughs> <Cow>. <laughs> weird tangent uh with cows. But um
0: I love that this question began by asking you, what is your favorite uh protein powder? <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that's where we ended up. This is where we ended up
1: talking <laughs> about carrying bowls. And on, on
0: that note, what's your uh, what's your favorite beer? <laughs> that's your, that's the final question.
1: Oh man, final <laughs> question, favorite beer. Um, Anchorage Brewing, they have a really good um pastry imperial pastry stout called Blessed. So if any of y'all are listening, if you want to sell me your bottle or trade for it, I. I Message me, because I, I need another bottle. I need, nice. I need another bottle. Yeah, they're up in Anchorage. They're a fantastic brewery. They have amazing IPAs, um, amazing stouts, amazing barley wines. I love their beer, and I need another bottle of Blessed. There
0: we go. Need. Okay. Need she's putting it out there (laughs) it'd be amazing if you got it
1: i oh man i need another bottle you don't understand it's so good i I, like i love it not everyone loves stouts i get it not everyone loves um you know really strong and sweet stouts but that's my jam
0: well sarah i want to thank you for being on the show um talked about a lot and uh I think that a lot of this information will be uh, really helpful to all the people out there trying to lose their COVID-19. And uh, um, if, if any of you out, that are out there are interested in fitness or nutrition coaching, you can check out Sarah's uh, website, strengthinscience.com. and And if they, if you are interested in a workout, a workout program, Mm-hmm. You can uh send her a message on her instagram. it is Sarah c mormon uh so yeah uh give her give her a search um Sarah is there anything else that you'd like to say to our viewers out there before we go
1: woof um, i guess <laughs> uh I mean I guess my one of the common messages I've been sending to a lot of people during this time is, you know, we are in a viral pandemic with a lot going on in terms of like social politics and changes, and we have a really stressful election coming up. So please be kind to yourself. Please um, try not to get super worked up and caught up in the stress of um, looking a certain way. Try not to um, judge yourself too harshly. Um, There are more important things than being skinny or looking a certain way, you know, the the way that society dictates that we should look, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being happy, being healthy and um, being safe. I think are way more important than uh, having six pack abs. So please be kind to yourselves. Um, If you want that cinnamon roll, fucking have the cinnamon roll. (laughs) (laughs) YOLO. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much, John. This was so fun. I'm going to be dipping my fork in my salad dressing and then eating my salad from now on. Yes.
1: (laughs) Life hacks. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.